What's happening, everybody, and welcome to a brand spanking new edition of Sock Talk. Yes, you heard correctly. Put some baby powder on that tushy. This is brand spanking new with Stove and Wally. I'm Stove. He's Wally. Wally, do your, do us a favor. Introduce yourself, young man. <laughs> Not so young anymore, Stove. Well, we are we are aging fastly. Yes, like like fine wine. Oh yeah. <laughs> like a, like a good bottle of scotch. Aging, aging gracefully. Well, it's, well you know uh, how I like my yeah, in my belly. Neat and <laughs> we went two different directions there, but the message was still clear, still the same. We know what else had two different messages, but was still clear. Uh, Manchester United's two victories over Spurs and Man City. Who would have guessed that? Uh, I certainly did not, but I'll take it. Uh, before we jump into that, Wally, with our usual small talk that you usually nip in the butt, how are you doing, sir? Uh, pretty uh, much better this week than the than last week, I'll tell you that much. Um, okay. I'm over my cold. Fantastic. For starters. Um, That's good. We received, a lot of, uh, we received a lot of tweets about, uh, about your health. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sure people were calling in concerned. Um, they were other than that, uh, I have a little mini vacation from work, so that's always nice. So are you telling me, just so I can prepare the listeners, are you telling me we're going to get a full, rejuvenated, energized Wally in this podcast? Absolutely not. Oh, my God. I almost hung up. Okay. With, well, with that, let's, uh, let's get right into it, Wally. We actually have a lot to get over. Uh, we have two match days to talk about in the Premier League, which I, I guess we'll focus on the most recent weekend's fixtures. But we'll, uh, we'll just let everyone know, essentially, the, the big headlines here. And then, obviously, um, what would have been a change in Serie A title holders uh, – sorry, uh, a change in Serie A um, uh, league hold, type, league. What's the word I'm looking for? League winners, league toppers, table toppers. Uh, table toppers? Sure. League leaders? Uh, league leaders. That's what I was looking for. I knew it was a double L when I went with double T, table toppers. But um, yeah. that's it. So uh, Juventus failing to uh, to capitalize on Inter dropping points. Inter, uh, Juve said, I see you dropping points, Inter, and I raise you more dropped points because they lost. So, uh, yeah, not so good, but we'll cover that in the match of the week. Um, but whilst because we got so much Premier League, I say we should start in the Bundesliga, where Bayern Munich also. Just kidding. After the Premier League, we go. Did I get you there? Yeah, she, she got me for a second. <laughs> I was like, Wait, you don't, you don't cover Bundesliga. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a oh my God, that's so funny. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's I did not care first. Um, the I mean, uh, one thing I do want to mention just before we jump right into it. Uh, apologies for the late publishing of the episode. We are trying to do this more on Sunday nights, Monday nights maximum. Uh, this is being recorded currently on a Tuesday night. So um, we're going to try to work on getting this out in a more timely uh, matter. The good news, though, however, of doing this a little bit later on in the week is that we have some breaking news with uh, Carlo Ancelotti getting sacked, the latest <laughs> manager to bite the dust, as they say. Um, Gattuso, Reno coming in. 
Well, and ironically, it's after a 4-0 win against Ganks, so go figure. But, uh, yeah, we'll cover I, that it, uh, when we get to Serie A, I guess. Is yeah. that okay, you don't have to check in with me. You make the rules just as much as I do. Fantastic. Appreciate it. And some would say even more so. Would that be fair? Well, I'm not <laughs> sure about that. That chuckle said everything we got to know. <laughs> that chuckle is worth a million words. Oh, man. Okay, let's. Uh, let's Only that chuckle could paint a picture. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe it's a good thing it doesn't. Uh, match day fifteen. That was the midweek fixture. Uh, I like to call this match week uh, business as usual uh, for the following reasons: uh, Liverpool getting three points, Man City getting three points, Leicester getting three points, Chelsea getting three. points. Arsenal dropping points. That's it, <laughs> and Spurs dropping points. What was unusual was that Mourinho's first loss since taking over Spurs. What was also unusual was Man U getting three points by beating Spurs. So uh, At home as well. There you go. Uh, that uh, was a shocking result. Uh, was kind of like a match in a week, kind of a half match of the week. I uh, don't want to get too much into it, but that was the big surprise over the midweek. Everything else was kind of business as usual, um, except for Brighton Arsenal, of course. But uh, quickly... Manchester United, Tottenham, at Old Trafford, finishes 2-1. Marcus Rashford uh, with a goal in open play as well as a penalty. Uh, could have even had more goals, actually. That's how good he was in this game. It looked like every time he struck the ball, it was dangerous. Uh, very impressive. Should have. Um, should have had more goals. Um, absolutely. They, they, uh, <laughs> they definitely could have gotten a couple. Um, they, they had a, a great spell of, of just... Uh, of just the, the intensity uh, way, way, uh, way more intense than Spurs. Uh, they wanted it more. They were getting those 50-50 battles. And yeah. uh, they just seemed like much more alert for the, the, with me, the midweek uh, clash. I'd say uh, proactive is what I would say. I, I didn't get a chance. Obviously, these midweek fixtures, it's hard to, to watch. But after seeing the highlights and just reading up on it a little bit, I, I would say that, man, you were a lot more proactive in this game. Uh, I think Spurs kind of thought they were going to roll in and, and, you know, just do what they need to do, get the three points and leave. Um, I don't think they took Man U that seriously, especially after a poor run of form, two straight draws to Aston Villa and Sheffield. Um, but no, Man U showed up. I mean, this was crunch time. Um, obviously, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was under a lot of pressure, and these last two uh, results here are huge. Um, in Man U's turning around their season, but also in Solskjaer's reign. I, I mean, the reports out of Manchester was that uh, it was close to being over. Um, I don't know if you saw that, Wiles, but... Uh, with good, with good reason. Good. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely a, a bad run of form. Um, they also had, I think they had lost the week prior, uh, or two weeks prior in uh, the Europa League, away from home. Uh, yes, playing their kids, uh, mainly the academy graduates, but uh, just a, a really bad run of form. And uh, and then just turned it around, and uh, really, really surprising to see, uh, considering they've been extremely poor, like majority of the season. But this was by far one of their better performances. And, Fantastic, uh, and it's no doubt either. Yeah. Uh, it's no doubt that Scott McTominay joins uh, rejoins the team here. Uh, he, exactly, he's just, so crucial. he's just so crucial to this team. It's it's incredible. Um, 
I, I don't want. I love Scott McTominay. I, I don't want to make this sound like a bad thing, but it's incredible how far Manu have fallen. That Scott McTominay is the glue holding this this broken Titanic I, together. I, you know? I don't think. Um, I don't think we should be looking at it in a negative way because I think uh, the class he's shown over the past season, and uh, as well as the, the yeah. yeah, I mean, I think in a couple of years, if if he remains. Uh, injury free and uh, continues going as he does, he could be one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. For me, I know it's it's still early days, and mm-hmm. um, but it's very impressive performances. The guy's got everything uh, for a, a defensive not, midfielder. Exactly, and not to cut you off, Wally, but when you say he has everything, and I'm very, you look at him, you look at his height. And you're thinking, okay, he'll bring some strength to the midfield, win some challenges. But he, he is very good technically as well. He doesn't mind having the ball. He doesn't mind a dribble. I see him often on – he gets in wide areas sometimes just by natural play. And, and he does well in these tight spaces. He's, he's a very good player technically as well. He's not just this big ball winner in, in a way. He's a complete midfielder. Uh, and I could see him really being a future uh, – uh, Manu legend, uh, like we've seen many, like a Carrick, a Scholes. He's very versatile. Um, no, he'll he'll be in red. Hopefully, he'll be in red for the long haul. But a very impressive, McTominay. Uh, Rashford shot in this game as well. I mean, you called the beginning of the season that Rashford had a lot of pressure that he was gonna basically ride and die with Manu's success. Um, two big goals. Yeah. He's been in great form. He likes to score against the big clubs. This continues, and it continued over the weekend as well against Man City. Uh, big three points for Manu. I'm not worried. Let's look on the flip side. Um, uh, All right. Bit. So we're going into the match of the week. Well, the Manu talked to them, or you want to go Manu the Manchester Derby? No, no. Let's let's get on to the Manchester Derby. I sure. mean, uh, we're we're rolling on with Manu. Let's get let's continue going with them. Perfect. Um, let's do it. So uh, Manchester Derby. I mean, uh, let's start here. Let me. I'm pulling up the lineup here. I just want to see. I just have just a few, um, just a few remarks. Mm-hmm. Complete and utter catastrophe for Man City. Absolutely annihilated them the first half, and it could have been three, four, nothing. And yep. It should have been. <laughs> um, Absolutely, I was really, really, really impressed by Man United's counterattacking play. That's uh, just a oh, few. Yeah. A few remarks to begin because uh, I didn't watch the complete game, but uh, I, I saw a majority of the game and uh, I was really, really impressed. Uh, that first half, it, it seemed like this game was played years ago. The way that Manu, I mean, and, not, and Manu's uh, identity has changed now, uh, post Ferguson, especially with Mourinho and under Solskjaer. They're very uh, defensive, but that counterattack is lethal. Um, and this, they look, they finally look like a very comfortable side. They had their identity. They knew what they wanted to do. Uh, they made two changes in this game since the midweek game. So Martial replaces um, Greenwood up top, and you had Ashley Young coming off for Luke Shaw. Um, that was the only changes. Uh, but the rest, I mean, I, I like Rashford on the left, playing just off center. That's very good. Um, I find he's a lot more effective than uh, hanging around with those big, uh, those big center backs in the middle. And uh, Daniel James, I mean, and this guy, you saw it by the end of the game, he was gassed, completely gassed, and he worked his he, he worked his little butt off. I mean, uh, the whole team did. This is if I have to say one thing about this game is this is the first half was all uh, game plan, tactics, and execution, and the better team was was up uh, because of that. But the second half was all heart, it was all grit, it was all effort. 
And uh, it was one of those games where you're looking at it, and and especially as a fan, you were exhausted. Like they they worked, they really worked hard for this game. Um, I, I couldn't believe it. The, the last ditch uh, tackles Lindelof making a block on De Bruyne at one point. Uh, Bissaka was uh, basically synonymous with the word wall. I mean, he was an absolute. <laughs> Besides Sterling getting past him in the first opening two minutes, that was it. He had Sterling in his pocket the rest of the game. It was. Uh, all around impressive performance. My highlight, probably my man of the match, is uh, not on the score sheet at all. But but Fred, I mean, he was. Uh, I thought he was impeccable once again. Uh, very good run the of form. Pass, for him. Um, the pass he gives to, I believe it was Rashford, uh, like perfectly weighted, and mm-hmm. uh, obviously Rashford should have finished there. But still, uh, very very nicely set up. And Fred, th- these past few weeks has yeah. looked. More of the player of what people expected him to be, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. He's very, uh, he's finally showing comfort on the ball. He's very technical. He's showing his passing arsenal. Uh, he's not always going backwards. He's pressing the play forwards. Uh, I love his partnership with McTominay. They both are comfortable with the ball. They have different, um, obviously, strengths. They, they really complement each other well. I thought Lingard actually had a decent performance. Uh, not terrible by any means. He worked hard. Uh, Martial, uh, a little quiet besides the goal, but he has a tough job. I mean, when you're playing that, that front man there, he held up play pretty well. Obviously, he gets his goal. Uh, I already mentioned the wingers, immense Rashford and James. That was the whole game plan, right? Uh, just great performances all over. Uh, fantastic. De Gea, a couple key, key stops. Uh, amazing. Uh, on the flip side, Man City, you mentioned not a great performance. This, I liken it to the game against Newcastle where... Okay, besides the first half here, um, I don't see much wrong with their play. I, I can't point at it and say this is what they're doing wrong. It's just the results. Oh, just didn't I, I come. didn't mean. I didn't mean in terms of um, like a bad performance. I just mean result-wise, horrible. Oh, of course, horrible. Yeah. Like uh, this is not what they did. race. Um, yeah. No, it's just it's really unlike them to like. They're still Boston games. They're still. Uh, uh, dictating possession and um, it's just I don't know uh, they seem to lack a certain cutting edge uh, going forward and um, like uh, at times yes of course they're class I mean they scored uh, four or five goals against Burnley I watched them uh, class as usual but like it's a bit more inconsistency uh, with them this year uh, it's not not like uh, like they were they were doing it last year you know week in week out yeah, I mean, um, uh, last week on Total Soccer Show, they actually uh, alluded to the fact that that um, that Man City was basically coming to the end of Pep's tenure. Like he saw this, uh, he saw this just being the end of a cycle. And uh, as we know, that Pep likes to uh, coach in these periodic cycles, uh, and this was basically his his last hurrah. Uh, he doesn't foresee this going on too much longer. Uh, he basically alluded to the fact that Man City, that Pep demands just so much. And they, they can only keep it up for a few seasons at a time. Um, so we, I think that's true, though. I mean, uh, you, you see it going on over and over. Uh, Barca and then that Bayern. The same thing. You say it a few years. And the thing is, um, people will remember him, obviously, for that, that season. But the fact that he hasn't won a Champions League other than that one with Messi, mm-hmm. you know, Oh wait, win one with 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 Messi? Oh, well, did he win one with Barca or or did he win two? 
Mm, I'll take a look. Carry on. I'll, I'll look it up. But just the fact that he can't seem to to go ahead uh, in the knockout uh, stages uh, of the Champions League, it's just... I'm just wondering if that destroys his legacy a little bit in terms of being, him being one of the best managers of all time. Of course, he's a great manager. And of course, uh, somebody who, who uh, forces the style of play and a great, great uh, soccer to watch. But he's not, he hasn't won uh, the greatest prize in Europe. And uh, for the amount of money that, they sp that they've spent, it's pretty, uh, pretty shambolic to see. I mean, you're talking about billions of dollars, um, and they still can't seem to, uh, to get that, uh, that ultimate prize, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll personally always judge them for it. I mean, uh, it's just such an important trophy, and when you do it with that team that he won it on, it's like, yeah, it's like, no kidding. It's like, my God, that team was like one of the greatest teams yeah, like, ever. Like, but that's it. Like, how could you not win it, you know? It's like you, anybody could have pretty much coached them and could have won probably. So uh, I, I think there's there's still a bit of that. Yeah, it, it could be. Uh, I, I have to agree with you, um, essentially. But, uh, yeah. Don't you hate it when that happens? Well, I, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't love it, but <laughs> what do you want me to do, you know? Uh, let me see here. He is a two-time Champions League winner. Um, 2011 and uh, 2000 thinking. He, 2010, 2011, and 2008-2009. Tw uh, so uh, okay, the 2008-2009, yeah. yeah, that Manu. was Man U, yeah. Uh, the final in Rome, that was Ronaldo's last game for Manchester United. Yeah. And then 10-11 uh, was, uh, I believe, also against Man U. Uh, that's that. That was against Manu also at at Wembley. No, at, yeah, exactly. That's that famous uh, David Villa curler at the top of the box. Um, wow, Wayne Rooney. Uh, Wayne Rooney's goal. Consolation goal. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. that. All right, fair enough. But still, Messi masterclass. Uh, Not of course. You know. but, I mean, hey, listen, it is what it is. I mean, Zidane has uh, what a three Champions League trophies now as a coach and. You know, obviously, uh, three great teams, uh, Ronaldo in, in form. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, nonetheless, uh, let me see here. I don't spend too much time uh, on uh, the game, but uh, let's just go into it a little bit chronologically. So we do get the penalty, uh, Bernardo Silva fouling Marcus Rashford. Uh, clear penalty, right? Oh, I, I, I thought completely clear penalty. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Manu keeps, keeps on getting penalties, it seems like. Week in, week out, almost. It's yeah, no, it's quite it's, annoying to see. It's crazy, but I mean, with fouls like that, like you, and I'm surprised it took that long oh, to judge. Yeah. But you see Bernardo Silva's eyes; he's looking at Rashford. Like he's look, he's never looking at the ball. He's looking at Rashford, and he, he moves laterally from left to right. He doesn't move towards the ball. Um, so he just pure cuts him off. It's a clear, clear penalty. I can't believe these bunch of crybabies how much they complained and argued. And hey, stupid. What? She's into you. Who's How that? do you know? It's in the eyes, Chico. Oh, Jesus. Where's that from? <laughs> uh, 
that's uh, <coughs> that's Scarface. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh my god! Because uh, when you said uh, Bernardo Silva's eyes, that's what it that's what it made me remind me of uh, that that scene. I mean, anyways, a, that's a throwback. My God, <laughs> um, when you said Chico, oh, yeah. it made me think Scarface. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's get this train back on course. Uh, what else? Right, Rashford steps up, scores. Um, second goal. Uh, again, it's nice counterattack uh, by Man U. Martial finishes short side. Uh, I guess main talking point here, you think uh, Ederson could perhaps do better? I think he probably, yeah. I, I, Near post is tricky. Yeah, probably. probably yeah, I know. You'll always... You'll always um, Kind of give the, the goalie a hard time when it's near post. Um, I thought it was a bit soft. We probably could have done a bit better, but I mean, when it comes in so fast like that, uh, it's kind of hard at times. So, yeah, um, tough one, tough one for Edison. Yeah, very, very well. And then the second half, of course, you would like to see Man U continue to press and counterattack and go at them. Naturally, I think, and, and inevitably, I would say they do. Um, uh, sink in a little bit and they absorb a lot of pressure a lot of pressure um 85th minute that finally gets broken Otamendi with a free header off of a off of a corner and this is where i start yeah. to sweat it's just it's just poor defending at that point um yeah. well like on, on the corner and then uh, it's it's uh every every time is for stove and manu fans all around well, it's just because, like, of course, you know, like, it's just, man, plenty of time left. At that point, there's five minutes regular time. There's, I think they put four or five minutes on injury time as well. So plenty of time, you know, that's the problem. I was like, oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, uh, luckily it does end. Well, luckily it ends 2-1. I'll try to be objective. Uh, it ends 2-1 to the boys in red. Um, surprising loss for Man City, who are now... Um, Miles behind the uh, the top of the table. The amount being, let's take a look, fourteen. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's less and Leicester has a much better chance than they do. I'll tell you that. I mean, Liverpool are forty six. Leicester are eight points behind at thirty eight, and then six points behind yeah. is Man City at thirty two. So, uh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Already four losses. They've already lost as many points as they did all of last season. As many times. They've lost as many times as Arsenal, believe it or not. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting only, stat, isn't it? The only difference being the five draws. Um, well, I know, is, obviously. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. That is interesting. It is surprising a little bit. Like, yeah, we, we haven't lost that much. We just, Anyways, we'll get to that. But still, it's surprising that, that they've lost four games, Man City. Huh? Sucks to be you. I guess so. Uh, I guess That's so. you, Man City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll touch on the title race a little bit later. But uh, Okay, so let's do some Premier League. Some around with the Premier League here. Um, any, anything you want to get to? Uh, Arsenal had a big win yesterday. Are we talking about... Are we t- okay, we're talking about this this week. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I mean... Well, based on on that, um, really, really poor performance on the on this. When did they play? When did they play Brighton last week? I can't even remember. Yeah. Thursday, I think. Uh, just really, really midweek. Just 
yeah, just really uh, very concerning performance at home uh, against a Brighton team. And uh, it started off extremely poorly this, uh, well, yesterday as well, uh, for the opening, basically the first half. Um, it, it, it looked, it just looked like lack of ideas going forward and uh, just no fluidity in the attacks. Um, the defending was, it was okay, um, kind of static at times, it just like between the, the midfielders and the, um, and the central defenseman, there was just big gaps. And every time, uh, I mean, they, they didn't have too many chances at West Ham, but uh, they just looked a lot more up for it and a lot more, uh, a lot more willing to, to put their, their, their bodies in front. And uh, you saw it with the opening goal from West Ham uh, off of the, by, off the corner. We don't end up clearing it. And uh, their first to the ball, Ogbonna, I, they actually varred it. Um, to me, uh, I thought it was a clear-cut goal. Uh, no chance of it hitting hitting his arm. Um, just just second second best overall uh, first half. Mm-hmm. And uh, it started a bit slow second half, first five, ten minutes. Finally, it was like they just got a firecracker up their ass. And uh, just going forward, it was one-touch pass. One touch, cross, and it just a lot more quick, a lot more, uh, a lot more at it, and it, it sparked uh, sparked a comeback once uh, Gabriel Martinelli, the Brazilian, scores his first Premier League goal. Um, once that went in, and it just seemed like everyone just had that little bit more confidence and a little bit more uh, cutting edge. Pepe scores a, a beautiful goal, nice curler. Uh, that was that's what he was renowned for in France. And then uh, Aubameyang, basically, to wrap it up. Three goals in, in nine minutes. And um, it was extremely nice to see. I just I still don't understand why we can't do it for longer periods of time. And the, and the commentator mentioned the same thing. He goes, Arsenal fans all over the world must be wondering, why can't they see this for the majority of the game? And uh, it was the first time in eight years that after, after, losing a, um, after being behind in the break, we come back to win an away game, mm. which is astounding. <laughs> um, of course, a West Ham team who was in extremely horrible form, just like us. But, uh, you know, three points is three points. And I think confidence here plays a big part going forward. Um, unfortunately, we are playing Man City next. So <laughs> um, I think we're going to get grounded a bit more. Um, hopefully, oh, uh, hopefully City. Uh, uh, yeah, they were playing Man City Sunday. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the so. team that plays Man City next. I mean, they're coming for a vengeance. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Why. Well, they are playing midweek uh, tomorrow, Man City, but still, they're not going to be playing much of their guys. Um, but yeah, hopefully we just, uh, just, uh, just play well. Like, just play the... Solid play like you want to win. Play like you, 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 with the intensity that that was shown in the second half. So uh, overall, uh, a very good result. I, I can't really say much more than that. Yeah, no, I, I take more. Um, 
I take more stock into this win. If Arsenal want to went up, let's say one or two goals, and then consider one, then finish three one, I take this this victory a lot more seriously than I do uh, one of those scenarios I described. Uh, this shows a lot more to me because you, you could go up in a game and kind of just write it out. This is really at halftime looking at each other. This is this is fighting back, especially with the stat you provided, where they you know for the longest time they've struggled uh, being down at the break. This is a big result. It's a big turnaround. I'm very impressed by it. I mean, there's obviously the, the same problems, but uh, this at least shows um, uh, change. There are shows, signs. Yes, exactly. There is change. There's, there's, it's a process. Uh, I'm happy they fought back. This is good. This is very good news, I would say, uh, for an Arsenal fan. That's great. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's talk here. Um, Everton uh, beat Chelsea. Obviously, Marco Silva after the, the disappointing uh, Merseyside derby. Uh, Marco Silva was fired. Uh, we have club legend for Everton stepping uh, in. Duncan. Yeah, Duncan Ferguson. There you go. Uh, boy, was he pumped. And uh, I w- would you say the crowd seems to like him? Or what would well, you say? What do you think? My God. <laughs> I mean, when you have a... It's like a rock concert. When you have a... Yeah, when... Well, Everton's one of the best teams to go in the Premier League. It's one of the noisiest. And uh, when you get... Uh, a former player coming in for um, for your first game in charge. I mean, nothing will get you fired up more than that. I mean, it was absolutely rocking. I, I was I was watching it Saturday morning mm-hmm. uh, before going to work, actually. And, uh, man, right from the get-go, they just looked up for it. Yeah. And I completely – like, they just seemed so eager to, to impress and uh, – much hungrier than Chelsea. Chelsea looked uh, really, I'm not even that surprised because a lot of their performances this year have been uh, pretty similar, I would say. Well, Chelsea are obviously in a dip of form. Only two wins out of their last five. The rest have been losses. Uh, It's been very up and down recently with the emphasis on the down. They're finally getting to those, uh, those struggles. Um, we predicted Chelsea to have some trouble. They've outperformed. Even to this point, they've outperformed Chelsea. But this is finally... Uh, this could be a turning point where they do start to come back a little bit, start to uh, uh, breathe a little bit. The regular teams will catch up. Um, I, I mean, it's no lie. And they've been struggled in Champions League as well. I believe today, though, with the win over Lille, I'm, they made it through, right? They topped their group, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, they finished second. Oh, they finished second. Okay, so yeah. uh, so they're going to get a tough fixture going ahead. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with Chelsea. I'm, I'm looking at the Everton table, and obviously Everton had a lot of hype coming into the season, and they've been one of the biggest disappointments so far in the Premier League. But I, I'm looking at this lineup, and uh, it's not a bad lineup whatsoever. I mean, it's a, a really good. It's a lot of um, talent. A lot of talent. Yeah, yeah. Walcott and Wobie on the wings, uh, Calvert Lewin and, and Richarlison up front. I would say the weakest link is probably that um, that midfield. I mean, Sigurdsson is good. Well, I don't think he plays well as well in a holding role um, as part of a two there. No, no, I don't think so either. I mean, Schneider, but, I think, um, his pass is best as well. So, uh, with a strong, I mean, this is where um, who's that CDM you're always high on? You went to PSG. Andre Gomez. No, no, oh, no. Ah, no. um, Yes, that's yeah, it. That's a big hole, right? I mean, that's something you spent a lot of time uh, earlier on this season talking about. The but... I'm always high on. 
That's no, but you, you, yeah, how many times did you mention how big of a loss this is? You know. Yeah, I know because he he was and he still is. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I I would have to say that that would be a place for improvement, but it's a solid team and they really took it to Chelsea. I mean, they it's one of those games where um the the away teams there that they just never had a chance. You know, with the crowd and the pace that the home side are playing at, they just. Chelsea were always going to lose that game. Like they just never caught the rhythm. Uh, they were just not awake for this one. Uh, so yeah, they they go down three uh, one. Who did not go down was Spurs as they get back on winning ways, five nil against Burnley with uh, just great great goals in this game. Fantastic. Kane with two, Mora with one, Sizoko with the last uh, one, that, and Son. That goal gone. from uh, Son. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Impressive. Highly impressive. This is a, it's one of those oh, goals yeah. where it's like the sea just parts, you know? Like, it, it's just like... Uh, and what I understand, though, is that, like, the... Uh, no point, one slides. Well, sure, that. That's what I don't understand. How come... Slide is... Take away his legs. How, how come the last center back... How come he charges Son like that for an easy... Like, Son <laughs> easily gets past, but like, how come he does that? The people are running back with Son... The center back should just mark him, run backwards, absorb it a little bit. He charges at him. I, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense. And he charges at him early, like just inside his own half. He, he sprints at him. And that's like, that's amateur defending. I mean. It's just, it's schoolboy defending is what it is. I was it shocked. really is. I was shocked. But, I mean, incredible by Son. I mean, what a run. I'd be gasped by the time I got to halfway. And then he went even a whole half of the field more, so. That's uh, I mean, wow! You know what? Incredible. You know what? What Mourinho had said. Uh, right, he was his, his son Sonaldo, called. No? Son, yeah, Sonaldo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that killed me. Yeah, uh, no, man. Yeah, son. I mean, on his day, like, uh, man, he's he's so good. Like, uh, wow. Um, yeah, I've said before. Criminally underrated. Very yeah. much so, man. Spurs. If you know this Mourinho seems to be taking well, their one like their one major test they lost, but um, I don't know. We were kind of really down on Spurs and because of the, the contracts and Pochettino seeming out of it. But oh well, listen, this is I remember at the beginning of season uh, when we spoke about Chelsea and we had said, well, I had said, I remember, is this a case of manager comes in? Manager inspires team. Manager starts uh, getting the players behind him. Manager ends up having the team play well, and we saw that with Chelsea. They were playing, and now they've they've trailed off a bit. So, uh, is this the same thing where the team gets new tactics or or, or a bit more encouragement from the manager, or new ideas, uh, and somehow a little bit they'll end up uh, trailing off? Um, I think. Over the, this, this next period of time, uh, especially after Christmas break is over, um, critical, critical time to see exactly where these these big uh, top six teams will end up uh, towards the end of the season because uh, the fixture list is, is going to be massively hectic and we'll see what they're made of. Uh, so far, they've done extremely well. Obviously, like you said, mm-hmm. um, the big fixture... Um, was was disappointing for them, but um, it doesn't get too much easier. I, I, I still, no, that's that's it. Uh, let, they, let's. They got wolves. Credit credit to them. For, 
They got the yeah, um, uh, Wolves on the weekend. That's a way. Yeah, and then after that, they're at home against Chelsea. Uh, after that, they play Brighton. What else? Uh, then it looks like they have... Uh, uh, away at Southampton. Norwich. Liverpool. So listen, you know. they're, they're, there's tough games coming up all around, but we'll see. Um, the Spurs team, there's, there's a lot of potential there. If Mourinho could just right the ship... Or will it go down like the Solskjaer route, uh, maybe the Lampard route, as we're seeing now, like you alluded to with Chelsea? Uh, we'll see. But um, sometimes if we'll see, I think, how much Mourinho has evolved as well. Um, I think this is a big uh, test for him in his career. If he could just get past this manager high, this new manager, you know, this, uh, um, this honeymoon phase, you know, if he could really bring Spurs back into contention, that will be... Uh, uh, very impressive, and they're a dangerous team. Uh, it's not an old side. It, it's a side that's maturing at a nice age. They could, they could continue to do some damage, um, especially the more they learn under what seems to be a much more open Mourinho uh, philosophy, which is welcomed. <laughs> uh, very much welcomed. Uh, what else can we say? Let, let's wrap up the Premier League, Wally. Um, actually, one thing on Spurs, uh, just quickly, the midweek goal against United, Delhi Ali, uh, your thoughts? Um, Please tell me you saw it. my brain here. I remember seeing it. I just don't remember. Oh my god! The ball comes in the box. I think it's saved. The ball pops up. Delia Lee. He has two defenders on him. He like in the air. I forget. I remember watching out. it. He reaches out in the air with his foot, hits it over his head, turns, and then like side fits, uh, side finishes in, in the far <laughs> post. Like uh, I'll have to, I'll have to re-see it. I don't remember too much. It's insane. It, it's it's so technically insane. It's it's wow, Deli Ali. Like uh, it, it just because it falls into that theme of his turnaround, right, with Mourinho. So uh, it's yeah, wow. Like it's so impressive. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, one last thing I did want to get to was uh, Leicester continuing to win. Uh, they don't drop points. Uh, they just don't drop points. Uh, Jamie Vardy with two more goals. I, yeah. It's uh, this man. I, I say it every week now, but something is a brewing at Leicester. It's uh, Jamie Vardy with 16 goals now in the Premier League. It's not beer. Oh, yeah, it's not beer. No, it's not beer. Oh, maybe it is beer. Ah, listen, whatever's, whatever's working is working because I wouldn't change a damn thing. Uh, Jimmy Vardy leading the league with 16 goals. He uh, is second to just um, Obama Yang and Abraham with 11. So a healthy five-goal lead there. Uh, Matt Vardy is just, he's on fuego, as they say, what the cool kids say. Uh, <laughs> Wiley, uh, any last Premier League thoughts? You not being any of them. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry uh, any thoughts well uh, just looking at this table it's going to be a man it's just the race for top four is much much more interesting than I thought it would be honestly mm -hmm. um, I mean you've got Chelsea who's going to dip in form uh, Manu is a slight resurgence and then Wolves Spurs Sheffield Arsenal uh, pretty much two points uh, that separate them. Yeah, I don't. I, I, what I do want to talk about is right now the teams that you think are going to get relegated because Southampton recently have turned things around a little bit. Uh, they're like in the relegation zone, but um, I think Norwich 
Um, I, I don't. Well, Watford for sure. I, I really don't think I, I see them turning this around. And Norwich neither. Um, they're just they're letting in way too many goals every game. And uh, I mean, going forward, they can score, but they're finding it tricky to pick up points. Um, of course, they pick up points against Arsenal, but 11 losses um, the most in the Premier League. And uh, they've got 34 goals against. Yeah. Which is second highest, but um, yeah. Um, I'm not sure uh, who else is going to be in that mix. Uh, so there's Southampton, Villa, uh, West Ham, and Bournemouth all uh, lingering around that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's yeah. keep in mind Everton uh, I just is two think, points uh, above the drop zone. So Yeah, but I, I think uh, I think they'll be okay. Uh, no, Everton yeah, come yeah, the end of the season. Yeah, now manager change, they will. Uh, they'll be fine. Uh, something, though, Bournemouth is one you said, and that's a big one because, um, I mean, Bournemouth, the last five performances, five straight losses. Um, even Watford Yeah, it's, it's not good that, so. for Eddie Howe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not good for Eddie Howe. No. Uh, well, not looking good anyways. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's plenty of fixtures. So things could change extremely quickly, as we all know, in the Premier League. Yeah, that's about it for, for Absolutely. Uh, I guess what we can move on uh, to Serie A. It's that point of the, that point of the podcast. That's it. So uh, let's get to Serie A. We'll leave the match of the week for the, um, uh, the finality. Uh, let's start here with the Friday game. Uh, Inter are held by Roma 0-0. So uh, Mr. Lotaro and Romelu held to no goals apiece. Which, uh, Romelu! Mission accomplished for Roma because they are just firing on all cylinders. So, uh, what went well here uh, for both sides? What went wrong? Uh, fair result, well. Um, I think the, the, the way that that Roma's played this year, uh, extremely solid, and I think their centre back pairing has been. I, I think Chris Smalling has been one of the best signings of Serie A, uh, possibly. Uh, just very solid defensively. And going forward, uh, t- they still have mm, like a massive amount of injuries, mm-hmm. and uh, I think a, a very good, uh, a very good point away at the San Siro um, for like a team who's who's uh, who's up there as title challengers. And um, I mean, they didn't actually start with a striker this game. Yeah, the Zaniolo playing in uh, as uh, as a false nine or or, uh, or whatever you want to call it. Um, big call. I mean, Zach was on the bench, but um, I, I I thought a very good display from Roma in terms of uh, Inter not being able to create too too much. We've seen how how uh, how good Lautaro and Lukaku have linked up. Um, I think also Inter is missing quite a few of their players. I mean, Barella's out, uh, Sensi's still out. Uh, who else? I forget the midfield. Uh, ah, Gagliardini is also out. Uh, so they're 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 getting in the guys who wouldn't who wouldn't normally be starting. You have uh, Vecino and Borja Valero. Um, 
it's more of the uh, more of the cup game players, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I was surprised by this one. I thought and with Inter's form, they were going to step up and beat Roma, especially after going ahead in Serie A last week. Um, I was surprised. I thought they really opened the door for Juve. Uh, obviously, they got lucky here. Uh, no harm done, per se. Um, I, I was expecting more from Inter. I mean, it's still it's not a bad lineup by any means. A little bit weaker midfield, like you mentioned, but um surprised they, they kept uh, Martinez and Lukaku to, to no goals, to be honest. I, I didn't think that was possible. I do second your small <laughs> comment. Already with two goals this year, uh, Harry Maguire has none. So do with that, uh, with that kind <laughs> oh, of comparison as well, you may. I will not do it much because I don't... Listen. Defenders are in there to, to stop goals, not to score goals. Yeah, but you have to admit, it's always nice. <laughs> of course, it's nice. It's just you know, you know what I'm saying. I mean, um, Smalling thought scoring was so nice. He did it twice, so now he has two goals for the season. So uh, we'll see if he could add to his tally. Uh, by that respect, I mean Sergio Ramos already has three goals alone in La Liga, two in Champions League. That's five for the year already. So uh, defenders can't You're score. You're just well. whipping up. Yeah, uh, I have quite the expansive uh, brain and memory. Uh, but yeah, mm. low-key brag. Very you know. useful information. I agree. I agree. What was not useful was, uh, at least useful for Carlo Ancelotti, was Napoli drawing to Udinese, which I take it was the last <laughs> straw because today couldn't have been the last straw because they won and he still got sacked. So what's going on there, Wiles? Uh, I mentioned it. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. End of a cycle. And we... We're seeing this more often than not now uh, with, with some teams who are who have been challenging in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think this is. Uh, I, I don't know. They just don't seem the same as they used to. Uh, the quick passing, the quick counterattacks. They just lack the cutting edge and. Um, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know uh, because I, I really do like Ancelotti, and uh, with with rumors coming in that uh, Rino uh, Gattuso mm-hmm. is he the t- is he the right coach to to take Napoli forward? I'm not sure. Um, obviously, time will tell. But um, no, I, I think what Napoli needs to do in this case is rebuild. Um, Start start from scratch. Um, you, maybe you they, they'll probably have to sell one of their bigger players. I mean, Koulibaly, um, the likes of uh, Fabian Ruiz. Yeah, I heard Koulibaly uh, wants out in January. That's the rumor coming out of Naples. Ah, where'd you get that from? Uh, Pizzeria Napoletan? No, uh, it's Pizzeria Twitter. <laughs> ah, my favorite. There you go. Uh, yeah, but I, I did see the same thing actually. Ah, <laughs> oh, so you you just bust balls for nothing then? Very nice. Well, yeah, essentially. Continue. Yeah, well, I have to keep you on your, I have to keep you on your toes. Mm. But uh, no, I did read the same thing. I I heard he's getting fed up. Um, honestly, it would be a he he should move on to a much bigger team, and should have done probably the last two years. Um, I think he's a much better defenseman than 
than the likes of Napoli. Um, and honestly, do yourself a favor and get out of Italy because you know how it's like there for a black player. And um, I'm sure he's he's been subject to much, much abuse in the past uh, couple of years. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. That's for sure. Uh, the way things have been going, uh, it really bums me out. So, yeah, if, if Koulibaly wants to leave, uh, any club would literally be thrilled to have him. So, uh, back literally to back, Koulibaly. Join anything. You're coming home. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, uh, I'd have to agree, Wally. Uh, where are we moving next in Serie A? Serie A. Um, Parma. Big, big. Big fat win away at Sampdoria. Get the W. Uh, eighth in the table. And uh, another solid display. Um, a bit lucky. <laughs> um, Seppe saved a penalty. And on the resulting uh, penalty save, the guy was flagged out for offside. So a bit lucky there. But... Um, it's nice to see, uh, nice to see like a smaller team, like I said, the punching above the weight, uh, doing extremely well. Um, Bologna against Milan. Milan get a three-two away win, which was impressive for them, mm-hmm. being able to score more than one goal, and uh, especially away from home, uh, getting a win. Um, good for Milan that that uh, that things are picking up a little bit. Um, they've now won two on the trot. Is that possible? Uh, Milan? Yeah. yeah. I think last week Over Bologna. Um, they won as well. Yeah, two wins in a row. For they Bologna. won away. They won against Parma last week. They drew against Napoli. Uh, things are looking up for Milan. And maybe Stefano Pioli is getting his team selection right. Um Bonaventura, again, back with a goal. Uh, Theodore Hernandez, um, who scored his fourth goal, I think, uh, in Serie A, which is crazy for a left back, you know. Um, another possible signing of the season for, uh, for Milan. But um, the, real, uh, the real dictator here, I, I thought, was uh, Ismael uh, Benasser. In midfield, uh, really, really uh, linking up the um, defense to the attackers, um, doing a, a good, a good job of supplying them with enough chances. You, you're giving it off to uh, slightly more creative players in terms of Suso and uh, Chalanoglu, um, but uh, I, I thought pretty, pretty impressive from Milan. Um, that's about my take. Uh, in terms of Serie A, um, I guess we can move on to the big, big game. Match of the week. It's match of the week. Oh, yeah. Coming in hot, 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 hot cakes. Um, where I'd like to, I guess, start because uh, I'm at a loss. It was a great atmosphere in the uh, Stadio Olimpico. Uh, the man, the crowd was up for this one. They felt uh, they sensed blood in this Juve in this Juve team, and uh, they really wanted their players to go for it. I thought that after Ronaldo scored the opener, 
that it was going to be just a typical UFA performance and they were going to grind it out and, and really just stuff everything. But, yeah, the game really turned on its head. It was a good game, though. It just... I don't know. I really don't know what to say. I'm at a loss for words, Wally. Uh, help me out, and I'll, I'll try to jump on in. I just thought uh, Lazio was extremely clinical going forward. And uh, I obviously watched this game like bits and pieces. Um, but from what I saw, I mean... Another another performance from Juve where you're just wondering about the selection. Uh, you're wondering about the tactics. And it, it just doesn't seem, obviously, um, like there's there's too much wrong. It's just lack of, um, I don't know, just lack of fluidity. It's like always like start and stop kind of thing. And... Um, it's like you see it uh, week in, week out. Uh, it's just Asadi is so stubborn. It's it's so unwilling to change. I I don't I don't know how long that could last for really. Um, I, I mean, what do you have an issue with in terms of the selection here? Because I'll argue. I mean, Bentancur has played very well recently. Uh, he got unlucky to get injured in this ben, game. Um, I mean, it's Hold a typical on, Juve. For me, the, the stubbornness is Bernadeschi. I can't anymore. But the midfield... Well, that's, that's, that's my... I don't think you should pers persist with the 4-3-1-2, honestly. It's, it's, like it's, wor not it's, working. it's worked in some games. Uh, very few. Um, and maybe a lot lucky. But uh, why, like, why is he still... Listen... I think he's done a decent job. Quadrado is right, right back, but like play, play wingers and start uh, Danilo right back. Uh, to me, that's like a simple, a simple fix almost. Um, I don't know if it's whether he just came back from injury, but um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the, I don't like the formation. I think it's way too narrow for Juve, who's used to having wide players mm -hmm. and uh, things I don't know I'm used to them like crossing in balls and this is a lot more a lot more central and it's players who, who are coming in dropping in deep and like I don't know I I don't think I don't think it suits them at all honestly yeah it's it's just odd because I don't know I can't say for a fact like this is this is Juve's style. This is what they're trying to impose on the other team. This is what they're trying to look for. These are the patterns of play. I, I don't. A lot of the times when Juve do get a breakthrough, it's uh, moments of, of brilliance, essentially. Uh, a lot, recently, we've seen this with Dybala, uh, with these moments of his spectacular potential. He, he's shined in the last uh, few weeks, uh, if not a month and a half. Um, before that, Higuain carried a lot of the burden early on uh, in the season. Uh, he recently just slowed off because he's not playing as much anymore, uh, which is another odd one. <laughs> but that's um, it. Yeah. And, and I mean, we know why. Because Sarri has trouble playing Dybala, Ronaldo, and Higuain. And you can only not play Ronaldo so many more, like so many times before it, it becomes a distraction, essentially, as we've seen. So uh, he's got to figure it out. For me, the scapegoat, because I, I know Ronaldo hasn't played well. I thought he played better in this game. Uh, he looked more uh, alive before Lazio scored. I thought Ronaldo was actually very effective. He had a few good moments. 
Uh, set up Benedeschi very well for a tough header. It's too bad he couldn't finish it. For me, I got to put the finger, though, on um, on Benedeschi. It, it, it's just it's not enough, especially for the confidence that the manager is giving. It, it's, it's just it's uh, I, I don't know. He has to do something more. They got to figure it out. Why can't we play Higuain and Ronaldo up top and Dybala drops behind them? Why isn't that an option? I also think the team is a complete different side with uh, Douglas Costa inside. Uh, I think oh, that changes yeah, a lot. Completely. And, but, but the thing is, because uh, we've seen it, that uh, Douglas Costa is there, but, and he'll still play the 4 3 one too, and he'll play Costa uh, in the hole, which is not his natural position. Yeah. No, I, um, I agree. I, I really don't... Listen, to me, when a guy is not playing well, uh, such as Benadeski, why would you continue? Like, you're basically destroying his confidence. Uh, because uh, week in, week out, I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's getting slated in the press. Um, mm. I, I'm sure uh, the match... Uh, Like the match of the day equivalent in in the in Serie A is talking about his poor performances. He knows he's probably playing not so great. Um, eh, drop him. Give him uh, give him a couple of games out. Uh, re regain his form because it's really not working. And I'm not sure how much longer he has to play for 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 Sadi to understand that he's really not being effective whatsoever and they're they're suffering because of it yeah no they, they really are uh, Benedeschi actually I was just taking a look um, uh, I was just taking a look and Benedeschi on the first goal for Lazio it's actually um, it's actually him guarding the uh, the gentleman who plays the cross in uh, I'm trying to see here I believe it's number 10 uh, number 10 for Napoli that's um, uh, uh, Alberto right Luis, yeah, it's Lazio. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, not um, Lazio. Sorry, uh, Luis Alberto. He's um, on the left side uh, on Chesney's right, but uh, he just standing. He's he stands. Ball comes to stop. Standing from Berendeski, he kind of sways a bit left and then cuts to the right. He gets a lot of separation. Berendeski bites big time. He has so much time and space to play a ball. Um, no pressure whatsoever. Uh, ben uh, Benucci jumps too early. It seems, and then obviously. Um, Obviously, Juventus concede at that point. Um, it, it just, it's just not great, right? It's terrible defending. And then I believe it's a center back, right, that, that scores that header? Uh, right. Uh, yeah. The Brazilian uh, Luis, uh, Felipe, Luis Felipe Ramos Marchi. Yeah, yeah. Luis Felipe. <laughs> um, yeah. He, uh, I mean, 45th plus one. Uh, that really kills the sales of Juve. Uh, we skipped over the Ronaldo goal. That was a very good piece of play. One-two with uh, Bentancourt. Uh, good first touch for Ronaldo. Oh yeah, Smart it was play great, uh, great play. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, and Bentecourt has played well uh, the past couple of games. Yeah, um, I agree. Impressive in midfield, but it's just <coughs> honestly, I really think the formation is not suiting them whatsoever. No, and, it, uh, it's not. But when when Lucas Costa comes back, uh, that'll help. We have. Um, Uh, Ramsey wasn't even on the bench for this game. Uh, I think that no, was, I, at least I, I believe he's injured. Yeah, uh, but this will at least give an option, you know, to replace uh, Benedeski, someone who could play behind. Um, what else? Uh, Rabio is back to the fold, so perhaps give uh, maybe Matuidi 
Um, is some pressure. Is Rabio injured as well, or, or like is he just coming back? No, he's injured. He's just coming back. He'll play tomorrow. Uh, he'll play Champions League tomorrow. Because yeah. I yeah. haven't seen much of him at all. No, he a very slow start. Disappointing performances. He did get injured. Uh, he'll start. The lit trained on his own today. He's not making the trip to Leverkusen. Uh, Demiral is going uh, to start uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, sorry, um, uh, I meant uh, good. I mean, he's he's he should definitely get a start over Bonucci. Well, I mean, Demiral, uh, I really like uh, aggressive and uh, he's quick. Um, he's got that intensity, a bit of rashness. But, but that's the that, problem. The uh, Delict has that, like that side to him as well. I, so you need level-headed Bonucci. I, I, oh yeah, level-headed Bonucci. That guy's a shell. It's not a shell. He's still but, world uh, class. Oh, he, he's still world class. But I, I still find, uh, I, I don't know. I don't find Delict rash. I just find him unlucky. Uh, he actually buries every game. There's like a new instance where he's trying to clear the ball and it hits his hand. Like he's just he's, but he's, like, un- so he's just massively unlucky. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Um, I don't find him rash. I find him very composed. Um, I obviously a lot more mm-hmm. uh, eager, let's say, in a nicer way. Not for sure. Um, then obviously, just continuing on, uh, Cuadrado gets himself into trouble. Um, yeah, like, that that's it looked like a glitch or something. Like it looked like he easily could have made a tackle. He he, it looked like the tackle yeah, took him so long to do that he ended up fouling, gets the red card. Uh, at first, it wasn't going to be a red. Then they varred it. Turns out, it is yeah, red. I, I'm surprised they uh, they brought it back. Like I I I, I thought it was a red card. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it would overrule the decision. Especially the way this ref was refing, like man, he he wanted to see blood. I mean, uh, this was a real old school ref. Uh, I wasn't mad at the way he was uh, controlling the game. No, it was good to see. Yeah, that's why. So I guess we'll um, with Cuadrado's red card. I guess we can expect Isiglio to come in and, or maybe Danilo. I guess right. Uh, He's the one that subs on, so uh, it'll be up for the Danilo and uh, the Isiglio to figure that out. Um, but, but he uh, brought on Demiral, uh, mm. right? No, they brought on Danilo. Oh, they brought on Danilo? Oh, okay, I thought Demiral came on. No, because oh, Cuadrado was right back. No, Demiral didn't come on. Oh, no? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So Danilo came on then in his place. Yeah. Makes I sense. Mean, it's the right like back, for life. So. Yeah. More or less. Yeah, Benedeski. A bit more defensive. Uh, so that's it. But yeah, um, I, I think that obviously that's that's the, um, what sparked the go-ahead goal. I mean, uh, you're down to 10 men uh, right after they score. So um, uh, I'm thinking how the – it was Milinkovic. I thought, it, man, what it was a beautiful take from, uh, from Milinkovic-Savage. Um I forget who crosses in the ball, but like uh, it was a long through ball in, nice, uh, nice control, and then just slots at home, uh, really well taken. I thought. Oh, absolutely! Uh, super well taken. What a great goal! Uh, and then I'm not sure if this comes before or after, but uh, the chance where Dybala, the the um, 
the uh, the goalie for for Lazio. He tries to pass it short. Uh, defender not expecting a cough set up quickly. Dybala gets the ball in the box. Ronaldo's open for him to play it square, a tap-in. Dybala keeps it, shoots, and I believe it's saved by the goalie very, uh, I think, easily. Um, do you remember this this passage? Oh, I don't. Even, I didn't even see this. This was weird, and I'm not even sure if it's on the uh, the highlight package, but uh, it, it's insane. I mean, literally, they cough up the ball. It's a tap-in for Ronaldo, but Dybala swallows the ball and just it takes it for himself, and it's it's so strange. Um it's a weird one here. I have, a, yeah. He shoots basically right at the goalie, and Ronaldo's open square. Uh, the way they've been playing, I figured, you know, I don't know what the problem. Was. Oh man, oh man, it hurts. Just watched it again. Yeah, I don't like that. Hurts so good. Hurts so good. Yeah. Oh man, but that's my problem though. I and we'll get to the Chesney double save, but that's my problem with Juve. It's just. It's, it just seems to be either a break in play that they capitalize or a moment of brilliance. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, I, I can't tell you this is the way they play. This is what they're trying to do. This is their strengths. Like, I, it's, just, it's just whatever happens, happens. And th- that best game against Inter, when, when they beat Inter uh, at the San Siro, like, wow. Uh, the Juve, uh, the Juve, the Napoli uh, at home as well, the first half. You know? That's what I'm saying. Big games, you, you know. See, quick. Yeah, you've got to do it against all uh, all teams. Uh, this was a big game too. I mean, uh, big game. Lazio way points, man. The Leicester said, "Yeah, they don't drop points." <laughs> that's that's what they say. No, but seriously, but, draw the um, parallels you want. I mean, yeah, a, a crazy loud stadium. You have team two teams that don't drop points. You have Jamie Vardy and, and Chiri Mobile that score at will. Uh, they're very comparable. Left <laughs> is basically James Madison, and the guy's got eleven assists. Different shades Wilson of blue. Uh, great. Yeah. So listen. Uh, I mean, both, both likable managers, uh, Simone and Brendan Rogers. There you go. You see, we can we could go on all day, and we just might. So let's uh, let's continue. Um, Wally, uh, we mentioned Chelsea Mobile scoring at will, except for this game where Chesney robs him on the penalty, and then the follow up. How are you? Uh, this was crazy. <laughs> This was uh, this was crazy. I yeah. mean, uh, not a super good penalty, but it's for me but, the penalty save. But whatever, you know, but the rebound. Wow. This was uh, a bit like um, I don't know if you remember years ago, uh, Chesney against Liverpool against Dirt Cout. He saves the penalty and then he saves the rebound as well. And I was just like, man, it brought back brought back uh, memories. I was like, damn. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He even stuck uh, he's, he's a very injury good. time. Yeah, well, they scored the rebound, uh, but okay, they scored the rebound. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I mean, he still scores but, uh, a one on one. He stops a one on one. Like man, uh, super impressive. Yeah, I I think Chesney is massively underrated too. Uh, but um, <laughs> the little the little comment about you're not sure of what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, uh, Arsenal this year has been exactly the same way. Of uh, I, I really, I wasn't sure what they're trying to do. Uh, the only way we were scoring goals was on set pieces, uh, which was very unlike Arsenal. And uh, and then honestly, this last game against West Ham, 
it was much more like the old Arsenal quick passing and uh, nice plays around the box. And maybe maybe Juve just needs a performance like that um, where they, they win a game and con- I would I would I would say convincing style. It wasn't too convincing but Arsenal, but just the style of play in that second half. Maybe that's what they need um, just to just to spark. Um, I, I still think that's the thing. Like Sadi needs to get his his one hundred percent team selection spot on, and um, I still uh, it's still to be seen. Not to mention, I mean, uh, a loss this weekend, a draw at Sassuolo, a draw at home against Sassuolo last weekend. It's it's a tough run of uh, it's a tough little run of form here. I mean, uh, they'll play midweek against Leverkusen. Uh, in a match that's pretty much meaningless, right? They have uh, they have first place in the group. Um, I imagine they'll still take it pretty seriously, but it's it's really a interesting time here for Juve because they really got to get their um, their shit in order. Essentially, I mean, they, they can't mess around. <laughs> I mean, Inter is going to be a good side. Inter are no longer in Champions League as well. Uh, they will have well, Europa. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and that could go. You know, that could either go good or bad, but. Um, you know, this isn't going to be a walk in the park, and not to mention they are uh, prioritizing the Champions League, so they're going to have to figure it out because it's going to come quick, and uh, they're really going to have to get the ducks in a row here. Yeah, um, no, I agree because um, now, now is crunch time. You know, um, Champions Udinese, League, pretty much, uh, like you said. Yeah. Sorry. Udinese on Sunday. That's their next game. Sorry, go ahead, Ross. Yeah, I mean, listen. There's, I, I don't think any team should be written off, um, especially uh, as we as we've seen uh, this year in the Premier League against City. I like um, any team could beat any team, and um, absolutely. Um, Juventus, sorry to jump in, was but Juventus also the last team in the big five leagues to be uh, to lose. Sorry, to, to lose. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. <laughs> they had the undefeated record. They finally lost. Uh, so no more. There are no undefeated teams now. In uh, well, Liverpool didn't win. Haven't won. Uh, haven't lost in the Premier League. Right? They just won draw. Yeah. I think out of sixteen. Um, yeah, but they lost a uh, game in Champions League, I believe. Yeah, that's against Napoli, I think. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the Italy game, uh, the game in Naples. Yeah, um, yeah, very good. Very uh, good memory still. That's but, uh, um, why they're paying the big bucks. I, I guess so. Oh, that's where that money is going every week, then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, brother. Uh, what would what, you want to say? Well, are we picking match of the week, so you have other comments. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking about. Sincere, you silly goose! I have uh, I, I would the Premier ones. Bologna, Atalanta. You want to do that? Well, it could be a tasty affair. A tasty affair, he says. Okay, uh, or maybe the Cagliari, because Cagliari's looked incredibly impressive. Cagliari, Lazio. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the, 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 I think the two top scores in the league is that possible? Let me see here. Yeah, two top scores in the league. Look at it: Ichiro and uh, João Pedro. João Pedro, yeah. Lukaku, Muriel, Berardi, and Lautaro. 
Interesting. Okay, <laughs> that's good. Um, so let's go Cagliari, uh, Lazio, and then for Premier League, looks like Matt Arsenal, I guess. Yeah, Arsenal Man City Sunday. Um, mm. oh, man, that was going to be interesting. Oh man, this is good games. Oh shit! Emmanuel Everton is going to be a banger. Wolf Spurs is going to be a banger. Man, bangers and mash. I think Leicester, because of Norwich's defensive problem, I think Leicester could run wild. Uh, I'll expect them to win big. Oh, man. man. Is, uh, um, well, why don't we... Okay, for Premier League, maybe... Probably, we'll, I'll probably be watching the majority of these games. Well, maybe we'll just watch them, and then we'll decide which of those is going to be the match of the week. That's fine. Uh, that works with me, Wells. Um, any final comments before we wrap up, sir? I'm just glad that we got a win. And it's honestly, uh, the Champions League is, is wrapping up. So we may have a little bit more coverage in terms of our midweek material, in terms of our midweek material <laughs> or content. Yeah. Uh, that was a good try, though, Wally. Words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> they are. They are hard. No problem. Okay, so uh, that's it. Wally, clearly his brain is no longer functioning. So that's usually my cue to wrap things up, uh, which is what I'll try to briefly do right now. Uh, so thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Sock Talk with Stove and Wally. Please follow us on Twitter at Sock Talk Pod, where we like to uh, tweet preemptively early on in games and then uh, basically rule <laughs> it going forward. Uh, once again, our podcast available on uh, all the major uh, places to get your podcasts, so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor, wherever you wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, tell a friend. That's a, that's another big one. Uh, let's get this ball rolling. Come on. We're up uh, already match week, what, 17 in the Premier League? That's 17 weeks. I mean, let's go. Let's get this going, you know. Um, that's something we want to see improvement week to week. And uh, once again, like I mentioned at the beginning, we will try to get the episodes out in a more timely manner. Um, but as they say in Asian uh, Mesopotamia, shit happens. So, uh, I'm not going to pause. They say that everywhere, man. Oh, do they? Sorry. I thought that was uh, a geographical phrase. <laughs> no. Okay. It's common, common throughout <laughs> time. No, it's common throughout. Like, <laughs> every. There was a period after that sentence? <laughs> yeah, it's common throughout. Like, all of mankind. <laughs> oh, my God. Idiot. Okay. I was there, back. like, waiting. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like this kind of uh, banter slash stupidity, please tune in next week. All right? On uh, on Sock Talk with Stolen Wally, where they suck. And we, uh, I was going to say scramble, but no, we talk. Yes. Yeah.